Welcome to the Women Who podcast, the podcast for female business owners and leaders looking for inspiration, insights and advice, celebrating the highs and supporting you through the lows of life as an entrepreneur. Hosted by Women Who Worcestershire co-founders, Carrie Pawley and Lisa Lloyd. Women Who Worcestershire, supporting women in business and in life. Today's episode of the Women Who podcast is sponsored by Anya Potzer Fine Jewellery Limited. Anya Potzer is the Dutch powerhouse behind Anya Potzer Fine Jewellery, an award-winning independent jewellers based on historic Friar Street in the heart of beautiful Worcester. Hello and welcome to the next episode of the Women Who podcast. Today I'm joined by Wendy Garrett. Hi Wendy, how are you? Hiya, Carrie. Yeah, I'm really well, thank you. And thanks for having me on the podcast. Thank you for joining me. I'm looking forward to finding out more about you and your business and your background and how you got to where you are now. So why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Thank you. Thanks, Kerry. So I am Wendy Garrett and I run Garrett Learning. And this year we will be going into our fourth year, which I'm really excited about. Who knew back in July 2020 that I'd still be doing what I love now. Pretty so epic time a... to launch a business. Wow. It was Early in a global pandemic. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, I got made redundant in the May. So ah, uh, it, yeah. was, it was actually a brilliant opportunity that then presented itself that I was made redundant. I was going to take some time off. And then literally on the Thursday, I'm in learning and development. And on the Thursday, someone messaged me saying, could you deliver a course on Monday? And I was like, yeah, why not? Um, I'll figure this out. You know, I love the saying by um, Richard Branson that just says, yes, he says, say yes and figure it out later. And that's exactly what I did at that moment. And I worked that week and I was like, right, I've just sat in my living room and I've earned some money. Is this a business? And I chatted to my husband and he's like, well, why not give it a go? And that's kind of how it presented itself, really. So what quite... what what does Garrett Learning offer? You said you delivered a course. It... Yes. What sort of courses do you deliver? What what's what's involved? What do you offer? What do I do? So it, it has evolved. So back in 2020, it was all about delivering mental health first aid under MHFA England. So I help people where you've got physical first aiders in the business. Yeah. I train people to be the mental health first aiders in the business. And I do that. I also deliver leadership and management programs to individuals and to businesses. And I pitch that at people who are perhaps at a team leader level looking to progress or someone that is wanting to take that step up to team leader or a management position and just give them the skills to to get there and also the confidence as well and what i really like is i've i've done a blended approach with like teaching learning and also the mentoring side of things on a one to one basis because everyone has a different angle of where they need support and help and then the other things that i do is my little baby that just started because it didn't exist and I take people away on the work retreat and it's people who run their own businesses 
that are probably firefighting all the time, can't see the wood for the trees, that Pet they... That <laughs> <laughs> wow, you know, I've got, got some coming up. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and it's so important to just take time out of the everyday grind and think of the bigger picture. Why are you in business? What are you wanting to achieve? And actually giving yourself a few days away to focus on that is actually really quite magical. And people come away with like clarity and vision and focus. And yeah, it's pretty, pretty special, actually. It's that change of scenery and that time to focus on what it is you're trying to do rather than just being in it and doing the day to day stuff, I guess. Yeah. They say a change is as good as a rest, don't they? So I guess it's, yeah. it's a similar oh. kind of kind of thing here yeah wow and we did rest you know like I had a bath we had a massage we went for a swim we did lots of lovely walks and um depending on which retreat you go to you know there is an element of that downtime and that is important because how often do we look after ourselves because if we don't do that how can we put our all into our business I, I came back from the retreat on Friday and I'm absolutely buzzing with like ideas and I feel refreshed and like ready, raring to go, really. It's, yeah, it's good. So what, what were you doing? So you said you got made redundant. So uh -huh. presumably you were in corporate land before setting off on yeah. your own. What your background presumably is in learning and development and mental health first aid training and, yeah. and that kind of thing. What, what were you doing? So I, my my career was very operational in hospitality management. Okay. So I worked for pub brands. I worked for Premier Inn. I worked, did a stint at Greg's, and the sausage rolls are just the, the best sausage rolls out there. <laughs> um, however, in 2012, I kind of just thought I I want my weekends back. Well, I never had weekends ever, so I just thought, what is this Monday Not in hospitality? Uh, yeah, Monday yeah. To Sunday. <laughs> six till midnight isn't it oh, well yeah. earlier than six if you're doing breakfast yeah definitely you know and what is it what I did realize is when you work Monday to Friday though and not working weekends you just spent a lot more money because you weren't at work but true yeah it, it was uh it was it was good so that was that was a big and you could like plan weekends and things because you you knew you were off um but I just look back to all my operational jobs, what was it that I enjoyed and loved? And I definitely loved internal progression of my of the team. Yeah. And if if somebody was, oh Wendy, I can't do that, I'd be like, there's no can't. We we can do it. You can do it. Let's work together and, and find a plan and what do you need to learn? And uh that was just a massive part. So I retrained as a trainer assessor in 2012, worked with apprenticeship training providers for many many years and then went into student university accommodation as a learning and development advisor and that's where the mental health piece actually came yeah. in because you just started to see people perhaps not being true to why they weren't at work and maybe I'm calling in with a bad back sick but then to me they'd be kind of open and honest and say it's not actually a bad back, Wendy. I'm I'm anxious or I'm experiencing depression at the moment. 
and we weren't as a business helping them with anxiety and depression we were helping them with their bad back because that's what they told us and we just needed to break that stigma down a little bit and make people be honest about their reasons they're off work or when they come back into work to support them better so I just set about it as a bit of a campaign for me to raise awareness and part of that was delivering uh, mental health first aid programs which you know I've trained quite a few people now and I just absolutely love what that allows people to do and the confidence it gives people to have you know some tougher conversations really but that have the confidence yeah. to do that. Yeah I'd say I did the um, two-day course a few oh, years yeah. ago and I remember a lot of the conversations in the breaks were kind of everyone should do this why aren't we all doing this why is yeah. it just us handful of people from our different organizations coming together to do this it's so important and it it just isn't stuff that like I think some people are are naturally more able to deal with difficult situations than yeah. others and you know I'm, I'm lucky I haven't had to use it in anger very much since I did the course but it opens your eyes so much and it gives the people around you a certain amount of confidence that you're somebody that will genuinely listen and care if they come to you with a problem if they know that you're trained in something like that I think it's yeah it helps people feel safe to be honest yeah it opens the door to those conversations and allowing them to feel supported and then you've got the tools to to support that person. Yeah, so, yeah it's yeah. really valuable. Yeah. It, it, it's it's, it's brilliant. So if you've not done it, talk to Wendy. Book oh, onto one of her courses, definitely. Thanks, Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. Get a plug in. <laughs> it's, it's it's so valuable. It's it's you know it, it, people think about doing physical first aid, but they don't necessarily think about doing mental first aid. And yeah. you know, it's it's just just as important isn't it oh 100 so if you if you started out then with kind of that mental health training how did where did you progress from from there was that kind of full-time what you were doing before redundancy or uh no I did a lot all of sorts of things yeah leadership and management I did uh the team leading program I did uh delivered the unconscious bias module to our whole company actually um, which was a great pro project to be a part of. Um, I delivered a programme which was called uh, Having Great Conversations. So in, in the workplace, we sometimes have to deal with difficult conversations or conflicts. Yeah. So perhaps like a conflict management course, but we didn't want to call it that. So we called it, you know, we're going to have great conversations with people. Um, that was a great programme to, to deliver out to the company. So yeah, quite varied. It wasn't all mental health. It was it was very, very varied and, and, and about what the company needed at the time. And I also did a big, before the redundancy, I did a massive train the trainer piece where I trained all the new staff that were basically taking our jobs oh, so uh, but it was it, you know it was great because actually it builds a, your own personal resilience when you're maybe doing things that you know aren't actually going to benefit you personally in a work situation but it does you know if you take the best things out of situations you can always learn from them so 
you know, people had like mixed reviews on it and they were like, wow, it's not probably really your job now. But I'm like, well, why wouldn't it be? I get to meet new people, new people present opportunities. So, yeah, and, and it, it was a great course. It, it, it was really it good. It probably gave you more confidence to go off on your own when that yeah. opportunity came. So go on. Yes, I'll I'll take that opportunity, yeah. you know, because you been doing it for so long you had all that experience and you weren't just teaching people stuff you were training other people to do it as well so it gives you that expansion potential definitely doesn't it yeah I kind of don't think I've ever thought about it like that but yeah you know if you put yourself in uncomfortable situations you can learn from those and then they're not uncomfortable anymore so So what what do you think is the the biggest challenge you've faced since setting up Garrett Learning, what what's the what's the toughest challenge? Trying to do everything when you don't have your IT team and your finance team. And <laughs> the story of every sole trader out there, <laughs> um, and you know, trying to then go right. I'm going to build my own website, and I'm going to do my own accounts, and I'm going to do the day job that earns me the money, and oh, I need to develop my business because it's me. <laughs> um, it's been a it's been a great learning curve though. But what I've found is having great people around you, finding you know a network of people that are in a similar situation. So you realize you're not on your own in this, and then you have a bank of people to go, oh, what do you do and how much do you charge and actually that would be great uh, if you could help me in my business I mean at the start you probably can't really afford to outsource things but then as as you go along you can try different things and work with different people so it, it you know it's quite nice I don't directly employ people but you know I can use services of others which is 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 really great actually it's a nice feeling to be able to give to others definitely something that that a lot of the people that we talk to on the podcast um say around that outsourcing piece that there kind of seems to come a point where if you don't do that your business won't grow anymore because there are only so many hours in the day and actually you cannot be an expert in everything um you know if you if you're not great at maths, getting somebody else to do your accounts for you might not be a bad idea. Yes. Yeah, it, um, it, yeah. Things like that, you know, in, in bring in the experts for things that you really struggle with. Um, yeah, and you can as soon focus as you on, can. Yeah, and focus on the things that, that you actually love doing and the reason you got into your business in the first place. You can just put kind of all your effort into that then. So, yeah, it works. It works well. Nice balance definitely a learning curve and and all like all the spinning plates analogy where you're sort of trying to do all of them aren't you and and something's about to fall off so you run and do that one and then something's falling off over on the other side so you've got to go and get that one do you know what if that person looked after that plate for me I'm all right with these ones (laughs) over here (laughs) yeah um do you know the other the other thing I noticed as well is I had I don't know what you would call it but I kind of had like 
corporate work guilt. So I worked for myself. And okay. I thought, well, I need to be at my desk Monday to Friday, nine till five. And I need to do all the things and get all my work done. Where it took me a long time to get out of that and go, Wendy, you can have Wednesday afternoon off if you want. You can take Friday off if you want. You don't want to start till 10. That's okay. And it took me a long time. I felt I should be working. And then it it kind of just dawned on me that I'm my own boss and I'm not answering to anyone. And there has got to be some benefits to being self-employed. And it, it took a while for me to actually get my head around that. That was that was quite difficult actually, which sounds a bit strange I suppose but you're conditioned or I you know nine till five you work a 40 hour week um and you have to ask to take some time off to go to the doctors you know and now I don't and and I've I've come to accept that that is okay now I've, I've given myself permission <laughs> so you should as long as you get your work done yes that, yes that's the thing isn't it I think it's 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 you can go too far in the, I'm going to take all of this time off and do whatever I want. And then you end up falling behind on some of the tasks that you know you need to get done. And um, it's finding that balance. But I, I can I can understand why you'd have that that kind of sense when you're so used to working in that corporate environment or, or any kind of employed environment. You're responsible to someone and you've got that work pattern other people are expecting you to be around at particular times and flexible working is brilliant but it means different things in different organizations doesn't it you know yeah yeah there's there's kinds of different rules for different companies around what that flexibility you know and since the pandemic and hybrid working being the the kind of the buzz phrase around corporate employment you know that that's different in different organisations as well, isn't it? You know, and the, the advantage of being self-employed is you can make those rules for yourself and what yeah. when you're most productive. You know, if you're an early bird and you want to work at five o'clock in the morning because that's when your brain's working best, you can do that. You can do it, yeah, and and you're benefiting yourself, aren't you? Then and and the people that you're servicing, so. Yeah. 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 If you're awesome. yeah, if you're an early person, but you like having a long lunch, going for a run, going to the gym at lunchtime, yeah. and then coming back and doing something in the afternoon, you know, you, you you've got do it. Or the you know the we've we've got lots of members in Women Who Worcestershire who've got young children. So one of the attractions of being self-employed is the flexibility around childcare and school drop-offs and and that kind of thing that they might not have in a a corporate environment. Yeah. at the moment so um yeah it's, there's definitely challenges all that juggling but there's there's a lot of benefits too isn't there certainly is and yeah we success is what what's the thing that you're maybe most proud of since the birth of garrett learning birth of garrett learning the proud things oh really great question i I'm really proud that 
one i'm you know and i i don't think people talk about it enough i'm i'm making a living for myself this is financially viable that i can pay my bills and you know pay for my car and go on a holiday and or if you know me holidays um, <laughs> you know and and i can do that and it's it's working and i i was never sure that it would or not so that's Firstly, what I'm really proud of that. It, it, and you should be. It's active. hard to build yeah. a viable business. Yeah. Lots of businesses fail. So to be successful and maintain that is brilliant. Yeah, definitely. It's it's a really nice, probably haven't ever really stopped to think about it. Um, and I got obviously I got nominated for an award with you last year, which it was the Inspire category, and I just loved the fact that although I didn't win because it was a very worthy winner, um, it was just amazing that somebody had gone. Wendy of Garrett Learning inspires people, and she's pretty cool, and that that was that was great for me just to I've got the book and and the you know the little table thing down here to just remind me that I in your days where it's challenging it's hard and then you think oh maybe do I just go and get then you know go back to a normal job you know go and get employed then you just think no because you are impacting people in a way that you sometimes don't realize you're even having that impact on others. I'm not sure if I'm making sense really. No, that, that does make that does make sense. One of the things that we love about our awards system is that every virtually everybody that is nominated is nominated by another member. So it's yeah. it's an opportunity, whether you're nominated, you're a finalist, or you win or not, to celebrate every single one of Everyone. those people because you're having an impact people are proud of you people think what you're doing is amazing for them to spend that time to fill out a nomination form they think you're great and you know everybody deserves their the chance to be celebrated yeah it was really lovely so yeah that's been a really nice yeah nice recommendation and and I would consider myself relatively new you know three and a half years coming into my fourth one that I'm still quite a new business I feel quite a new business so um yeah yes yeah, it was really lovely so yeah that was a great three and a half years might feel might feel new but that's quite a long time for somebody who compared to somebody who might just be starting out at the moment uh -huh. if you were to talk to somebody who was just starting out what are the things that you would tell them? What advice would you give them? I would write down everything you're really, really good at. Um, so in running a business, it, you know, like you said, is maths a strong point? Is that going on? I'm good at this or actually I need help with this. And I would really look at the two columns that um, and is there something you can self-teach? How much time are you going to put into that? Because actually it might be worth investing from the off um, in certain aspects. So I spent a lot of time building a website. And although it gave me a few skills, I I wish I'd have gone to some 
um, a branding type person that could have looked at my logo and understood what I was trying to achieve to then their create get their creative juices going and go you know this is how I see your business and I had to try and figure that out along the way and it took me a while and I think at the start I if I you know I I think it, that would have actually been really worth an investment someone um me verbalizing my what I want to achieve and what my what my company looks like they then create all the the stuff behind that because I think that will be a job that still needs to be done for me although I'm happy with my website at the moment I think you know will there be like a, a relaunch of who I am and what I do because my business has grown and evolved and I run, you know, co-working sessions now and I run a Monday club where we reflect on our businesses. So I'm not, I'm always about learning and development, everything I do and growth and focusing on, on the good stuff. Um, but I think my messaging might have changed as I've grown. So I probably need some clarity on that now just really to hone in. So um, I'm sure that will will come in good time when I'm ready to focus on that. Yeah, yeah. And there's, there, there's lots of people out there that that do that kind of thing. Um, yeah. If it's something that that you want help with, yeah. Even the really big companies do rebrands. You know, how many times has Instagram changed its logo? And Twitter isn't Twitter; it's X nowadays. Oh yeah, you yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if big global brands can change their image anybody can why well, yeah we'll see it's not not on the agenda probably for this year but i think at some point i might just have to reassess my my intentions i suppose for the growth and development of the business and of me which just fuels me with excitement because yeah what what does that look like who who knows but yeah so for a new starter kind of getting that clarity of who you are what you need to do what you're good at and if you're if you can try and afford to get some other service because also the collaboration is really good you know talking to someone else you then get other ideas and that's where your growth and all that magic stuff happens so yeah i i would yeah really kind of bite the bullet on that and go do you know what? I'm just gonna do it and you will reap the benefits from it I really do believe in that and yeah maybe I need to bring it forward and not wait till next year <laughs> <laughs> talking you into it already I know <laughs> <laughs> so we'll get to the new financial year and Garrett Learning will have a new or an evolved logo a brand new shiny website there we go a whole new whole new branding marketing cue all those people they'll uh, be dropping into my email box being like wendy i've got an offer for you this is what <laughs> i can do and, and bring it on actually if you if you if you've listened this far then well done <laughs> you just found yourself an opportunity so for a new business starting up you'd say focus on the things that you're good at outsource yeah. the stuff that you really aren't good at prioritize yeah, the, stuff, 
outsourcing stuff, those not, bits. Yeah, the stuff you're not confident in, the stuff that's going to take up a lot of time because it's just going to take you away from the things that you love to do and you want to really be focusing on that stuff. Yeah. Now, you also mentioned, um, as well as business development, personal development. So yeah. as a learning and development person yeah presumably you spend some of your time your own personal development oh what what are you what are you loving learning at the moment yourself at the moment I so I am guilty of buying every book out there but then never actually reading them so I this year I was like right I need to start reading books and all my personal development self-awareness growth business development I've got the books I'm on my third one of the year so far so I'm trying to read wow it's only the 23rd of January and you're on your third development book already yeah yeah um I'm trying to read 10 pages a day sometimes I read more if I get really get into the book I'll read much more but when I say personal development so the one was about like mental fitness and mental toughness then I read um Arnold Schwarzenegger's book actually which was really amazing oh and I'm also listening to an audio book for when I'm out walking which is 4,000 weeks and it's really that we on average everybody only has 4,000 weeks uh, in their lifetime and you can't do everything so pick the pick the important stuff really Um, and then I'm currently reading a book about building your business in 90 minutes a day so Mm -hmm. you should have like these focus 90 minutes every day just to focus on your business development before you know what happens we put our emails on and then before you know it, you spent an hour answering emails but you perhaps don't really feel like you've invested the time in your business they're the stuff we have to do but what's the stuff we want to do to grow and develop so I'm just I've literally got well I say I've finished I've this is my third book so I've probably got I'll finish that by Friday um and then yeah I've got some other ones down there ready to go so So there's there's particularly from the one you're reading at the moment there's things that you'll be able to take from that that you'll be able to use in your work retreat sessions with people who come along there because you'll learn you'll pick up some new tools that help you with your business but you're going to then be able to pass that learning on to the people that come and work with you which is brilliant as well I love the I love the sessions on the work retreats where we just I call it in a pickle and they come along and they're like oh I've got this pickle Wendy and I just don't know what to do and we all just talk about it and give each other ideas and suggestions Uh, and you're right you know I'll we'll try and test different things in my own business that I can pass on to others you know as they grow and develop as well so yeah it's all I love I just yeah I I love learning which is probably a great industry to be a part of I suppose because yeah it's it's, there's always something to learn yeah definitely um something else you mentioned earlier you said people that know you holidays rather than holiday in terms of things you can afford with a viable business so are you are you big into traveling where's 
where's your favorite I... place you've been where's on your your kind of travel bucket list so I absolutely love um Australia I I would love to set up uh well my life there but that that isn't going to happen um it's just too far away um but uh it's a great place to visit and I'm sure I'll go back you know um at some point but I like I don't really like going to the same place twice because there's a whole big world out there to see yeah 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 when I'm, I mean, when I say that, I'll go to Spain because there's lots of different places in Spain. You yes, know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. <laughs> and it's great because it's two and a half hours on a plane and you're in the sunshine. So Yeah, not 24 um, like it is to Australia, yeah. however yeah, long it is. <laughs> yeah. So I've definitely got some places on my hit list. I really want to go to Iceland to see the Northern Lights. Oh, yes, that's on my list. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's just do it as a women who trip. Let's let's have a work retreat. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> I mean, can I can pitch that. the idea to the, the, the group. <laughs> Who's in? Who's in? Hit me up. We'll get it sorted. Um, I'm a big child at heart. I really want to go to Lapland. I would just love to go. At go meet Christmas Santa. Time. I really want to meet Father Christmas. I really do. I would absolutely love that um so uh I, and we don't have children so I, I I still want to go and I just think it'll be fine that just me and my husband are like rocking around Lapland and just enjoying totally. everything that has that has to offer um I really would love to go to Fiji um I'd like to go to um Cape Town yeah just just any like yeah Morocco I've never been to so but then even like spending some time more time in Cornwall and the Scotland Isles and I'd love to do the NC 500 in a camper van so there's just absolutely tons you know and the beauty of my job is that I can actually work from anywhere so if I do take an extra little mini holiday or two you know, put the laptop in the course materials. Like as long as I, as long as I've got the internet, you know, I can actually work from and deliver programs from anywhere, which is great. That's great. So you're you're really truly getting to find the balance for you that you can do your kind of normal working pattern in a way that works for you, but you can also kind of keep hold of that passion for travel. Yes. That having to ask permission for time off because you could still work. I know. Well, that was it. When I kind of thought I don't have a boss anymore, I thought, well, what does that look like? And I thought, well, wow, four weeks holiday a year were, were never enough. So I upped that to six. And um, I actually last year took eight weeks out of my business altogether while I travelled around Australia and had an amazing time. And I, I did think it would damage the business and it didn't. I was very open and honest with people. And, you know, it started in the summer before. I just said, look, if you're planning on programs, let's get them booked in because I won't be available December, January. Can we work around that? And everybody was happy with fitting it. And, you know, communication is so important, isn't it? That we are open and honest and it wasn't detrimental and I and I came back to a business because I was really worried that I might not have come back to a business and 
it actually was great from a learning perspective for me taking that time really fully out of the business to think about what what does it look like now what does it look like going forward and that space allowed me to think in that way where you probably don't when you're in your your home office or you know when you're in, in it you don't think about the the bigger picture all the time get the chance to very exciting future ahead for Garrett Learning. Then. I hope so. We're doing more work retreats. Might get some abroad work retreats so you can wow. perfectly mix travel and work and get paid to travel even. I mean, I feel like you've just idea. that seed, Carrie, to be <laughs> honest. This is down to you now. <laughs> you know, whether it's Iceland or some luxury villa and a, a Spanish... Yeah. Oh yeah, kind of quiet coastal area, not you know a party town because you know you've got work to do. (laughs) It's all about the balance, definitely. Definitely. Oh, well, um, every single one of our women who podcast episodes always end with the same couple of questions. So it would be remiss of me not to ask you those same questions, Wendy. Thank you. When you were little, what did you want to be when you grew up? Did you want to be running your own business? Did you want to be, did you even know when you were little about careers in learning and development? Oh, no. I mean, you you kind of were young and you thought, oh, I could be a teacher or I could be a nurse. And I knew at the age of 12, so I don't know if that still categorises as that's a still, That's still child. young, definitely, okay? yeah. I mean, yeah. legal adult age is 18, so 12, no. you've got plenty of room still in a child. <laughs> yeah. So at the age of 12, I went on my first abroad holiday with my family and I met the holiday rep standing there with the clipboard, ticking people off in the you know, the bright uniform. Um, And I just thought, what a great job. And they did the welcome meetings and they were full of life and energy. And I just thought, you're on holiday. You're, you know, you're working abroad in the sun. You're surrounded by people on holiday. So surely everyone's happy. And that is what I want to do. And literally from the age of 12, I was like, I am going to be a holiday representative. And I did. I did it for three years. Um, when, where were you lovely. based? I worked in Mahaca in Spain, which was Costa Almeria. And I worked, I wanted to go the young and lively, 18 to 30s rep. And I was put with families. And I was like, oh, right, okay. This is probably the opposite of what I wanted. <laughs> the different kind of holiday. But, yeah. But you know what? I absolutely loved the families. I loved the kids running by and you would see them be like, hi, Wendy. I'd be like, what are you doing today? And they're going to go in the pool, you know, going to kids club and, you know, and and just having, having the best time. It's where I did a lot of my personal growth with people. 
you know, actually, the reality is not everybody is happy on holiday, actually. You no, get you needed those great conversation skills with some yeah. of those um, families, I would imagine, from time to time. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. And the, the bizarre complaints that you would have to deal with. Uh, the one was really going off at me because there was no plug in the sink. And I was just like, wow, okay. And you just have to turn on that charm and understand that for them, actually, that is is really a hard thing to, to do and try and solve their problems. So it was it was a great learning, but I, yeah, I absolutely loved it. Um, it, it was great. I, I loved the bright pink uniform that I had to wear and the jacket and you put your lips on for landing, you know, when you're at the airport. Yeah, so when I was a kid, yeah, wanted to be a uh, a uh, holiday representative, and I'm pleased I I did that. But financially, hundred pound a week, yeah, that was never really provided a, a long not a long term career. Yeah, but it was great prospect, but a great experience. And there uh, are not many people who come on here when asked that question can say they did do the thing uh, that they wanted to do when they were children. Very few people do. They end up doing something completely and utterly different. Um, yeah, that's really that's really nice. Twelve-year-old Wendy must be really happy that <laughs> she did it. <laughs> so, final question for you: We are the women who women who Worcestershire, and we always ask people who are your women who. So that's the women who inspire you that you'd maybe want at your um, ultimate dinner party? Oh, so I have one person particularly in mind. Her name is Brenny Brown. I'm not sure if you... Love her, yes. Definitely on my list too. She's amazing. Yeah, I just, I love her podcasts. I, I, I just love her energy and her excitement and you know I, I recently listened to debt um oh the vulnerability one uh not dare to lead about being vulnerable basically and basically she empowers you to be vulnerable and she talks about all the good stuff about being and she's just full of energy and life and passion and and she's got the most wicked laugh as well so uh yeah I really I would love to go out for dinner with with Brenny Brown I just think I could listen to her for you know for a whole evening it would be really cool so it'd she be would... very easy to listen to her talk if you're a, a listener of any of her podcasts um yes. yeah she's very easy to listen to and she's did there was a Netflix show she did um that was like a extended ted talk type oh format that was all about that um vulnerability I mean, that's, that's what a lot of her books are based on isn't it it's yeah. her yeah. kind of studies into vulnerability but i always like that she shares her own vulnerability like the yeah. way that she writes it's it's not just here are the results of my experiment. (laughs) It's the story around it. And it's, you know, yes, this is what came out of the interviews and, you know, these are some of the stats, but it's the whole story and her experience and and her her personal experience of that particular element of vulnerability and the the impact of being 
open and honest with people um yes thank you yes definitely very supportive of that one could I come to please uh 100 percent yeah excellent thank you you're the other person I'll pay you later Wendy (laughs) (laughs) yeah so there we go I don't yeah I can't really think of any other when when that when I when you've asked me that question, that straight away is the third, you know, the first person that came yeah. to mind. So yeah, I just think it'd be great to learn from her. Definitely. Well, thank you very much for talking to me today. Really enjoyed chatting to you and learning about your business and your background. And uh, I'm looking forward to dinner with you and uh, Brené. Brené, hopefully <laughs> in the not too distant future. Um, no. Yeah, thanks very much for joining us and we will see you next time on the Women Who podcast. Thank you for having me. Cheers, Carrie. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you've enjoyed the conversation. Find us online at womenwhoworcestershire.co.uk. Remember to like and subscribe and don't forget to sign up to our mailing list. Have a great week and we'll see you next time.